Hello. Thank you for listening and watching you at Options. This episode I have uh, Toby Jag from Red Scare Industries on. Um, great conversation. Uh, he, he describes his couch as a um, hand job, a uh, weed couch. Uh, he talks about Gilgamesh. Uh, he, he describes the, um, the perfect uh, Chicago-style pizza isn't actually a pizza. Fun, great conversation. Really enjoy talking to him. Um, go check out Red Scare uh, at Red Scare Industries uh, anywhere on social media. Go go check out their catalog. Always putting out great stuff. Mm, yeah, go check out You at Options at You at Options. Uh, go buy a shirt at thehamptonscoundrels.com/shop. The You at Options shirt. Yeah, thank you for watching and listening. You've been asking me to do this for a long time, and I'm a dick. Sorry, um, but we're here now, and this is important. Um, thank you for caring about stuff. Um, I just want to say, I'm only doing this so I can get more views than Mikey Erg. I saw you have you have Mikey Erg on the sh- on the on the show, and um, I only want more people to see this than that saw Mikey Erg's episode. So, you know, with a little. Um, a little elbow grease. Um, we we can get there. We'll I, get the, we'll get we'll get the play count up there. I think I think you can you can move the uh, move the meter. We'll see. Got to move the meter. Uh, normal. I saw you you do an intro thing where you're like on your couch and then you then you'd start the interview. Yeah. Okay. Because that couch situation that looks like that looks like one of those couches where there's been a lot of like joints passed around. <laughs> maybe maybe a hand job or two. It's one of those kind of kind of uh it's a rock and roll couch you've got there. Yeah. so i look forward to seeing the intro and then this anyhow it's your show what what's happened what do you want from me? it's <laughs> it is it is a nice couch it's a mid-century uh <laughs> velvety okay mm-hmm. okay and, and you're they're... drinking what you're drinking like a black and tan or a... it's it's a poorly mixed uh iced coffee Okay. They, right. You know they it's, they get these kids right out of high school at Starbucks and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> right? It's like can't, can't you find some like uh, people with uh, postgraduate degrees or something? Right. Um, whatever. <laughs> are you uh, are you in Chicago? Uh, right now I'm in space, as you can see. <laughs> uh, where I'm up with the uh, this fucking SpaceX people that uh, don't have a shitter or whatever isn't that what in the news like they they're they're uh their pisser broke and now they have to wear diapers which is like they got tricked into going to space which is cool uh until you you know can't take a leak and then you're pissed no i uh red scare is currently based in chicago yes um red scare is generally a chicago label um 
we have a lot of Midwest bands, you know, Brendan, who's my, my homie and all this is here and our mail order people from here. But me personally, not that anyone gives a, uh, sweet damn about it. Um, my partner is in medicine, so we have moved around a lot. Um, especially during these, uh, lean pandemic times. Mm-hmm. Like we were, um, living in the West Indies. We were living in West Philadelphia. We were living in Chicago. We've moved a bit. Um, but uh, we're here in Southside Chicago now. It's it's cool. We could have ended up in worse places. Um, in about six months, I'll have to move to a different place. Um, so, yeah. Uh, does that answer your question? <laughs> Is it just uh, uh, based off their work, your, your partner's work that you, you guys are did they get like huh? uh yeah uh yeah, yeah she, i mean she's at a hospital down here on the south side right now and uh she will be at a new hospital doing md stuff in june i'm kind of looking over there i don't really want to know the answers to some of these questions <laughs> i like uh yeah uh, me personally i would love to move to the west coast um it's, it's a controversial topic in this household uh but you know we don't really know um but yeah uh the label kind of has to come around thankfully i uh i have a you know we have a warehouse which is stateside obviously and i have good people helping and we can do all this shit i can i can work with bands remote bands i also book tours and stuff i can do that from wherever as long as i have the internet yeah um you know it's hard to uh to you know i'm not going to find like the next great punk band if i'm like don't even know the scene at all or whatever you know i'm not familiar with the landscape but i mean you know we know chicago there ain't no shows really happening anyhow uh but uh you know i it could be worse i mean everyone's kind of having to to deal with with everything um during the pando but um we adapt and um it's fine (laughs) You're, you're in you're in alabama yeah now, did we meet in Alabama? No, we met at uh, in Gainesville at the Brendan Kelly pre-fest okay. kickoff. Yeah, just saying, I, I was at a show in Alabama, uh, a nice, big, uh, socially distanced brewery show in Alabama, and I would have figured since we're friends and I would go to Alabama, maybe you'd go too, Where? But, you know. It's it's fine. Maybe next time Alabama, I'll I'll go. Well, maybe maybe you'll come out this time. I don't know. I'm down, man. I met I met you in another state. You know, I I'm dedicated. I'm down down for the cause. All right, that's fine. (laughs) Was it in Birmingham? It was in Birmingham. Yes. Mm, Yeah. So that's like four hours for me, bro. Uh, oh, is it okay? Sorry. No. Maybe next time I come through, we go, we do on the fucking, um, that, uh, pervert couch of yours. <laughs> most, uh, most of the activity, the, the hand job passing around and the, the joint passing around, uh, was not from me. It, it, if they're like ghosts, like sex ghosts, I feel in the couch. Um, most, most of my couch activity is, uh, napping based okay and yeah yeah i'm good for a nap i had a nap today mm-hmm. um I, I wake up at um 
sometimes 5 a.m. because our upstairs neighbors um, are into vacuuming at uh, 3, 4, and 5 a.m. Jesus. So, yeah, I know. I like, we'd be kind of like, is that against the law? Like, you'd have a leaf blower at 5 a.m.? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know about noise ordinances. I'm not going to call the cops anybody for vacuuming, but fucking A, man. That's pretty, so, yeah. Yeah. So what do we got? You, we, you've, you've interviewed, uh, Adam Carl from good friend, the yeah. Irish kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's a good, he's a, he's a fun guy. Good guy. He's super fun. He's like a whiskey maker, distiller. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck they call, what they call those. Um, I think everybody in Ireland, Ireland makes whiskey though. I think that's it's leprechauns and whiskey. Mm-hmm. The dropkick Murphys. That's, that's Ireland. Um, well, and you had a, a, a episode about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, my my buddies uh, have a D and D podcast. Great. Uh, I'm not a. Are you a D and D man? Have you have you yeah. dabbled? I'm a huge huge D and D nerd. I've been. I have a, a campaign, a D and D game that's been running since like. Oh God, it, it almost. 30 years it'll, it'll, holy fuck. shit yeah it'll, it'll be but i mean because i live so far away we maybe play twice a year now oh. but for uh my i know my my gaming crew is definitely gonna watch this we're working on the game around the holidays we're working on two for around the holidays get two get two fucking righteous quests in um anyhow we're not here to talk about indoor dragons it's any it, hey man it's it's uh anything uh are you the dungeon master? I'm going to get more views than Mikey Erg is because we're going to we're going to keep the content happening. Here. Ah. We're not just we're not going to just the veer off into fantasy game. No. <laughs> Are you the dungeon master? Is it somebody else? As it happens in this campaign, that's almost thirty years old. I am the dungeon master. Yes. Uh, do you do you find D and D seeping into your everyday life? Like your thought process? Uh, I bet I bet I think about Dungeons and Dragons every day. It'd be weird. I can't imagine. <laughs> That's a weird thing. I yeah, I probably think about D and D every day. Yeah. I mean also I part of my daily regimen, you know, I got things on a list I do and try to read a paragraph of I need to read every day, you know, mm. I need to try exercise whatever it is I got going on. Yeah. Uh I usually put game of magic the gathering on um on my list yeah. you know you can have some you know treat yourself right <laughs> magic the gathering now has an online interface an online game which i know sounds pretty whack but i love it every day i do a little D- uh, magic game and of course that's got me thinking about D. so um yeah i, I probably I, I think about dungeon dragons and soccer and punk music every single day <laughs> yeah have you tried to combine any of these together in a, um, a Red Scare capacity or something? Soccer and D&D is tough. Right. Um, when Red Scare, you know, 10, 12 years ago, we <laughs> – one of the things I always wanted to do – well, one of the, first of all, the label was going to be called a few different things. Right. Um, we ended up with Red Scare. I was going to either do, do Awesome Possum, and it would have had like a like – a, I love possums. Yeah. Um, and it would have been a possum like in a leather jacket like yeah. kind of like doing a Fonzie thing you know would, would, uh, would awesome have been spelled like O-W 
I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about. That. I don't want to get to. I don't. I, I'll leave that kind of stuff to uh, no effects. Uh, <laughs> word Um. Yeah, I. Or it was awesome possum or critical hits, mm. which I know people have fucked with that a little bit. Critical hit. A critical hit in the gaming world is like when you roll a twenty on a twenty sided die. It's a critical hit, so you're stoked. Um. And it would have been instead of like you know because. This is, you know, we're going back almost 20 years here. So everyone was like into like rockabilly shit. Anyhow, flaming dice, but it would have been flaming 20-sided, not six-sided dice. And um, me and my friend David Jones, he's a, a singer for NMEU. We lived in San Francisco. We hung out every day. He's like a was he's big D&D nerd. And uh, we were just, we'd get drunk and we'd come up with all sorts of shit, you know, about uh, crossing gaming over with, with punk and stuff. And... Um, I was definitely, I definitely had talked to bands about doing a compilation of gaming related um, songs. And I mean, it's not too late. No one says I can't do it, right. but we could still call that critical hits. I had the epoxies. Uh, there's an old fat records band. Cause like Jesse was like, it's a big D and D nerd too. Right. I had them. Um, I just wish for example, I would just be like, Yo, what do you think about doing like a, a D&D theme song? He's like, my band would never do it, but I will literally drag them into the studio to make you a D&D song. It's like, yes, got another one. I think, you know, I think I may have talked to like Perry from Nerf Herder about it because they're kind of band that would have songs about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. doesn't need to be a D&D. Uh, nowadays, gaming is so loose. It could be fucking Call of Duty or some bullshit, but yeah. Um, David Jones is no longer alive, and it would be really. Uh, I don't. I, I need to have. He he was the end of my gang in this in this uh, gaming punk thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be. I I I need some some help with it, but uh, definitely talk to some bands about doing it, and uh, maybe someday, maybe the Red Scare like twenty year compilation could just be all songs about D and D. Who knows? Ooh. Uh, have you been able to do have you tried to do anything soccer punk wise uh you know it's funny you ask that i mean soccer and punk have a lot of crossover uh saint pauli saint pauli we love saint pauli i've been to a saint pauli game that's a funny story i can tell you that in a second but this is the um arson city ultra scarf you know Mm it's uh it's a uh uh uh, well, you can't see shit, but anyway, you get the idea. It's pretty dope. ACU, um, they are a uh, supporters group here in Chicago, the Chicago Fire, but it's all like the punks. Mm-hmm. They're sort of paired up with the other like ultras in the behind the goal, the uh, Sector Latino, mm-hmm. and Sector Latino has a pretty big ass following. They do all the drums and they put on like the dope pregame tailgates and shit like that but ours and city ultras they're like the punks and it's a bunch of guys who are into soccer and also um playing a bunch of like oi and street punk bands and shit yeah from here um you know soccer and punk have had obvious uh crossovers for years but um i was hanging out with these guys and i sort of had to um what do i have to do uh, what's what's the term for it i i uh, I was on probation. Yeah, I was a probate um, with the uh, supporters group. I may have made it. Uh, it's hard to say, but I'm, I'm in probate status if I'm an official Arts City Ultra member. Um, and here's the thing about that. And I explained this to them very early on. 
I'm actually a Sounders fan. Uh, like, I'll go to the fire game. I'm stoked on the fire, and I will. I guess it's lame to have two teams you like, but, yeah. like, you know, I live in Chicago, and I go to the games, and uh, they're like, ooh, I don't think you can be a Sounders fan. I was like, well, I'm from – I used to see the Sounders play in the 1970s when I was an infant child. So, um, you know, uh, anyhow, ours are the Ultras. They're awesome. St. Pauli's pretty dope, too, if you're into that stuff. What was uh... – you said th- you had a St. Pauli's story. Yeah, totally. Um, St. Pauli is in, uh, it's in the, like, for those who don't know, it's a, a Bundesliga team. That's the Bundesliga one is the highest level of soccer in the German play. And as it stands now, St. Pauli is about to go back into the top division, you know, and nice. in soccer, they have a meritocracy a little bit. Um, it's not like uh, in the NFL, if the if the Lions were last place every year, they'd have to go down and play in the second division, right? Right. But in soccer, if you, you, you can start out with your friends and a team, and you can go all the way up to play the fucking Champions League team, right? If your team was good enough, right. of course, obviously you'd have to spend millions getting the talent. Uh, so St. Paul is about to go back into the first division of the Bundesliga because they're in first place, knock on wood. And um, it'd be pretty interesting, but um, they are in the, uh, the Reeperbahn, the, the red red light district of Hamburg, Germany, which is already sort of like, you know, a very uh, far left leaning. It's the San Francisco of, of, of Europe, really. Yeah. It's it's Amsterdam of Germany, and um, you know, all the you know their, their logo is the skull and crossbones. They have punk bands that play at halftime and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. I've always wanted to go. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they are the heart and soul of like Antifa punk soccer, you know, where those, those Venn diagrams cross over. Um, and I was trying to, I was, I was in Germany like often, but I was back there and my family is from there. So I, I visit them and uh, I hit them up and they're like, yeah, this is the a huge day. It's the last game of the season. It's a huge day for the city. Um, it's a 400, it's a Hoffengebirtstag. It's a 400th birthday. It's going to be a tough ticket to get. But um, if you are, I, I was told if you're like a, a punk rocker from elsewhere in the world, we'll get you a ticket. And so I emailed them and uh, I'll be damned. They wrote back and they're like, yeah, we looked you up. You're you're a punk person from America. If you're going to be at the show, if at the game, you can buy a ticket and it's six bucks. It's like, fuck yeah. yeah. Um could have like sold it for like 200 euros or something if I want to, but that'd be, that'd be the lamest thing ever. I mean, it was really hard. I, my point is it's a hot ticket. Now for love or money, could you get that ticket? And um, I, I got uh, into the game. It was awesome. I drank some beers. I got some cups still from, from the game and it was awesome. And it's a cool thing. If anyone is interested in that sort of thing um, and you're traveling you can contact their like supporter group and they will hook you up with like a discounted ticket. The games are all sold out, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is a really fun experience. Even if you don't like sports or whatever, <laughs> the atmosphere is fun. It's different from other shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll go to uh, Atlanta United games every once in a while. Um, my brother lives up around there and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't follow them. Uh, or any MLS team really uh, just I don't know I just too much I got too much stuff going on but uh yeah they play a lot of games yeah you know but the uh yeah being there even at you know 
an American, you know, soccer game. It's it's pretty fun. It can get pretty loud. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. And also, I know Atlanta was doing the thing where they're like, uh, like beers were two bucks or something, and food was two bucks, and the tickets were cheap. I mean, they they're putting like thirty thousand people in to a game there, and yeah. that's hard to do. Uh, some teams have done really well with it. Seattle, Portland, um, in Chicago, you go to a game and there's like. 2000 people sometimes. So um, they moved the team back to the city. They play at soldier field now, um, which should help their cause. Um, and again, we got the Arsenal city ultras shown up. So any day now we're going to fill up soldier field full of punks. It's going to be, it's going to be a wild time. I want to get, um, I want to, I want to have a band play uh, like a tailgate. Mm-hmm. You know? What, what, what would <laughs> What would be your your top band that you would want to get? Uh, it's funny you say that because uh, La Plebe is a band that has been defunct for years now. They're a San Francisco band. Um, I don't know how to describe them. Uh, yeah, they're uh, punk in Espanol, but also with horns. Uh, they're not really a ska band per se, but anyhow, again, pretty pretty uh left-leaning border politics stuff um great cool great record that we put out with them cool band uh and it's funny as soon as i walked the first time i walked into the new soldier field setup and hanging out with the tailgate um i saw dudes wearing la plebe uh shirts and one of the arson city ultra like stickers they have is a is a like bootleg la plebe album cover they did and they're like, oh shit, you're gonna you're gonna bust us. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? This is fucking awesome. <laughs> so that would be my my dream is to get uh, La Pinche Plebe to come out, but they're not really a band. I bet they'd fucking come out and play. Um, but you know, Chicago also has like a super vibrant Latino uh, punk scene, and you know, Los Crudos, ton, tons of fucking bands um, that are all about that so they would have a draw and and it'd be it'd be worth it i should i should do it next season in fact i did mention it to them when i i you know i even if your band isn't active you still get royalties right, right. and i was like put a little note in about everybody's royalties you know with their money i was like yo i gotta get you out here in chicago for a union gig so um maybe maybe <laughs> can you speak german yeah no um i do all right like can you the un- thing is, understand it you know, I mean, I, when, when by Amer- by your standards and everyone else that i hang out with standards i can absolutely speak german uh <laughs> i can't read a german newspaper for example hmm. i mean i can read german but you know uh once the vocabulary and lexicon gets like you know, you know uh too hairy i'm out I, I i have trouble translating everything um, I can absolutely speak to all my relatives and and give them an update on what I've been doing and all this kind of shit and, yeah. they, and understand what they're saying. They have to kind of speak to me like I'm an idiot. But here, the thing about Germany is um, they speak better English than we do here in America. So <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's kind of you know I, I don't need to speak German. But right. um, yeah, I, I get by over there. I'm fine. Mm. I mean, like I when I'm in Germany. I speak German and I like I'm going to the store or asking questions or most of the time I'm at the bar, for example. Right. But, um, and then, you know, inevitably they're like, 
oh, you know, we speak English. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, they, 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 the Germans love that flex of, um, of like, I mean, and they should. They're they're multilingual. They're yeah. they're smart. It's a better, it's a better run country. It's a more educated citizenry, and uh, you know, good good for you, Germany. Hope you're happy. Uh, I just kind of pictured you as like the uh, German Peggy Hill a little bit. Peggy Hill? Oh, that's a uh, King of the Hill. What's Peggy Hill? Peggy, uh, well, she is like a uh, substitute Spanish teacher, and she's very bad at speaking Spanish, and she'll often say like the wrong thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I I don't use words that I don't know. Mm. I would definitely understand things incorrectly sometimes um like I, my my family's always posting shit on facebook and i you know that's the other thing like well i don't know in, in some cases the translator you know you can you can use a translator for on instagram or whatever yeah um, and you can learn things but uh yeah and it's I, you know like i haven't been back in a while and it kind of gets shitty but uh, Chicago here has a pretty cool um, German American community, and um, they have all sorts of cultural events and, and things. If you want to do language classes or just go, there, there's there's they have a, a small museum. They do you know Oktoberfest and Mayfest and all that kind of shit. So there's things you can do to kind of like keep it fresh in your head, but um, it's hard. It's difficult, you know, having been away for so long. Oh yeah. Uh- talking about like uh talking about royalties has any uh has any weird like brand like reached out to put a red scare band song like in an ad or something like colgate something i don't know yeah colgate you you guess it um they're like do you know anybody with shitty teeth like yes we yes we do uh no um we have licensed stuff uh to various things um uh, video games. Uh, there's occasional licensing things. Uh, not as much as I, I would like, you know. That's a tough. That's a tough one. That's why people. That's why labels move out to LA so they can dive in and schmooze those people who are into music placement and like mm. you know, uh, people that curate that shit. Um, Enemy you got on a movie trailer and it is it was huge it was insane money um and you know like very rarely does that shit happen i would love if there's anybody out there i know this is going to get a ton of views so like your numbers yeah music um what do you call that music director no like what are the, see i don't even know the fucking name of the position here's my problem um they are called Whatever, who cares? Right. Um, if, if you're out there, music, uh, make me rich, people. You let, I'll, I'll do it for half the price. I'll do it for half of what fucking pure noise is, is giving you. You know, <laughs> undercut. We'll undercut those motherfuckers. There you go, man. Better music too, but it's subjective. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, I'll I'll see what I can. If yeah, I'll see see what we can do here with this episode. You could please. Oh god. Take of the art. <laughs> <laughs> so how long is Red, Red Scare has been around for almost 20 years is that what you said uh, uh, uh 17 okay 
17. Yeah, definitely uh, old enough to drink in Quebec. Okay. And so how long have you been, uh, I guess, um, booking tours like you are now at, at the level you are now? Like, that seems like a lot of shit to be doing all at once. Oh, I mean, it hasn't really changed. It's always been like every day you wake up and there's things to fix. Yeah. Thankfully, I got the neighbor upstairs, you know, like waking me up before the fucking rooster does. Um, I, yeah, you know, what's, are you asking me like what's changed? No, no, no. Um, Like how long, like it seems like, cause I know just from booking shows myself at like, just for my band, it's stressful and a lot of, a lot of work. So I imagine like you doing that full time for. Yeah. Uh, b- b- booking is, is one of those things that like people at labels shouldn't do. Um, and especially a label like red scare shouldn't do because I'm already spread really thin. Right. Yeah. I just approved, you know, production stuff for uh, CDs and LPs. I am just, I just listened to some new music that Brendan sent and I sent him, we were, we're going back and forth. He's going to do a pretty cool split next year. Um, and whatever, I won't bore you with the details. All the shit I got to do. Last thing I should be doing is the job of a booking agent. That's somebody else's job. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because during the pandemic, there seems to have been, um, uh, surge of music industry experts um and i think there needs to be sort of a like maybe i should do it a uh this is what a booking agent does this is what a record label does this is what a manager do because i have a uh you know more dipshits on social media who criticize me for things that they just don't simply don't understand right uh and uh normally labels don't do booking stuff uh, i happen to kind of do it because all these baby bands that we kind of find and work with we generally hook them up with their their first shows and tours and all this kind of shit, right um and that's one of the cool things about being on red scare is that you know you don't go from zero to 60 but you go from like zero to 25 uh, and we get you get things going we use some shows and teach you how to be a band and many bands already know how to do this shit but you know uh everybody needs to start somewhere you know mm-hmm. whether the fucking uh i thought i heard a fire alarm um whatever kind of band you are so uh and uh i just started booking yeah because i was already helping out all these fucking bands and then a booking agent would come along and be like yoink thank you i'll be taking that now i'm making uh two hundred dollars every night from their shows and it's like huh hmm. um maybe i should have done that and so i there are a few cases where um i uh i book a handful of like red scare homies that uh that I, I like working with, you know, mm-hmm. um, same thing with me I, as, as a tour manager, I'm a tour manager. I only go out with like buds, you know, like the Lawrence arms of the band have been tour managing for like 15 years. And that's only because it's more like hanging out with your friends sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then the same thing with booking, like I only do it. It's sort of a labor of love. I know that sounds like unbelievable or stupid, but, um, you know, in general, booking show sucks and it, it's, it's, 
it's one of the big barriers. If you're a band out there, you know, it's tough to get on good festivals. It's tough to get out there with good bands. And like everything else in the music industry, it's kind of like organized crime. And there's just a bunch of networking and, and back scratching and bullshit that goes on. And mm-hmm. in order for me to kind of like really, you know, fight for my bands, I have to kind of like have my toes dip in that world a little bit. And it helps, you know, I mean, Elway just got some hot water music shows. Uh, you know, a bunch of bands are playing with Lawrence Arms in December. Uh, it shit happens. And, I, and it, it's good for me to kind of like see all these tours that are passing through so I can keep hooking up uh, bands that are trying to do that shit. You know, I wish I had more bands that that, that wanted to tour more. Actually, that's kind of like kind of one of the problems now. So if you're a band out there and you're actually good, so most of you don't need to pay attention to this. <laughs> Skip this part. Uh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. And you're good. You want to play shows. You want to tour. Maybe we should talk. Yeah. But again, again, please be good. <laughs> oh man, I got, I got a lot of friends out there. I already got. I'm already stocked up on friends. You're full. Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh man, I can I can imagine you get hit up a lot for. Uh, I mean, not some... not you know, no, not by anybody who, you know, just you, you when you when you when you 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 know you've reached the bottom when you're hitting me up for shit. You know. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, you, you said uh, one of your daily rituals is you you try to read. Uh, are you reading anything now? Yes. What are you reading? A visit from the Goon Squad. What What is that book? Well, I don't want to give it away. No, just yeah, elevator, elevator pitch. Uh, you know it's funny. It's really stupid, and this book was um, pressed upon me. Um, it's about a fucking guy who runs a record label. Okay. Um, my my homegirl really liked it, uh, and she wanted me to read it, and I've been not reading it for a while. But I did. It's great. Uh, it's fine. It's okay. I think it won some awards and stuff. Um, is I'm, trying, it, I'm trying to think of what I read before that. Is it a true? Is it uh, nonfiction or is it is, is it fiction? I go back and forth, you know. I'm a big fan of. I'll be honest with you. I I'll read. Um, you know, I love like Herman Hess. I love like fucking oh, yeah. old world Russian stuff. And then I go right back into books about Dungeons and Dragons. You know, <laughs> I I do. I go back. I do one or the other. I, I mean, I do one of each. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Right now, I'm doing Visit from the Goon Squad. I think it's also. Is yo, hey, Daisy is a visit from the Boon, Boon Squad. Also, the guy that plays Magic the Gathering. Or that's a different book because we haven't got to the Magic. Game. Uh, that that would have been the perfect. That would have been. The, the, you know what I'm talking about. Um. No, it's somebody. It's it's a funny name. It's like a a, a, a Latin name. It's like Pancho. You know what I'm talking about? The book about magic. See, is this a great podcast or what, folks? <laughs> um, look, I got to read a visit from the Goon Squad first. Yeah, and then and then we move on to the next thing. 
uh, I'm already kind of, that's the thing. I got to get through this before, cause there's so many things I need to read. And it's like, um, you know, we'll see. What are you reading? I just read this cool, uh, uh, comic book or what graphic novel. Sorry. Uh, right. it's called, I'm looking at it. Right, uh, did you hear what Eddie Gein done? I'm a big, uh, true crime, uh, serial killer guy. Yeah. So it's a, it's a Ed Gein book. It's pretty good. Ed Gein's out of, uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in Wisconsin, I think. Yeah. yeah. Not, uh, starting to think he wasn't a, a, a good guy. You know, well, you know, I don't want to spoil it. The for stuff, you, so. Yeah, the stuff I'm reading. Uh, shit. Um, hmm. Yeah, one of the famous like kind of punk hangouts here in Chicago is the LNL Tavern, mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of brand themselves as the place where like John Wayne Gacy drank at and other like you know criminal because it is a complete shithole at the corner of like a couple kind of, two main streets that are always pretty spicy and um it's got to be completely made up but you know what what a weird thing to like but they but they have people that come through there now and they're like oh is this where gacy drank like oh yeah totally yeah sure (laughs) maybe ed gain there too let's just let's throw that in the pile oh yeah he's sat right there yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. uh have you ever had uh since since being in Chicago, have you ever had any run-ins with Kanye West? I have zero run-ins with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm tr- I mean, no Kanye West whatsoever. I don't think Kanye West has been around here for a long time. Mm. Um, no. The answer to that question, no. Next question. <laughs> uh, hmm weird is it what's is there like a chicago icon that you have run into bill murray or somebody yeah so i used to work for the baseball team on the north side uh i worked in the press box and i in the marketing department Mm -hmm. briefly and then um i had to move we moved to philly and had to kind of give up to give up that gig and i'm glad because that's when like the the current owners are big trumpers and they also like turn the Wrigley into like a shopping mall. It's really, it, it's kind of whack, but whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dumb, nostalgic shit. So who cares? I think. But I mean, when I worked in the front office for the Cubs, obviously you run into Bill Murray. I gave Bob Euchre a high five. I mean, it, every I've yes. Uh, in terms of that kind of world, um, I've definitely seen all that kind of shit. Um, I don't know anything. Anybody has anything to do with R. Kelly? All right, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> that's that's I had, where I was leading. Yeah. Yeah, I had nothing to do with R. Kelly. I don't. I will say, actually, one of the guys. What's his name? Well, he is an an engineer who also kind of engineered some punk stuff. Um, and he were he was like R. Kelly's engineer, and um, I heard about like trapped in the closet sessions you know you familiar with r kelly's trapped in the closet oh yeah like all 32 chapters of it or whatever yeah well i mean uh trapped in the closet i haven't yeah i haven't thought about that in 
it's been what 20 years since that shit came out so, i don't know but you know the, the lore around that is our our kelly is obviously just like uh extemporaneously telling the story and he's in the studio and and he's just watching everybody in the studio and the only takes he kept are the ones that would make everybody like laugh their ass off you know the whole thing is just obviously if you listen to it um i know it sounds like the fucking epic of gilgamesh or something like that but it turns out it was just like off the cuff uh bullshit yeah um, that you know that's 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 about all i know about r kelly's recording process and i think that's that's uh you know what's 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 fucked up about that is you know it's it's uh it's hard out here for independent music people right mm-hmm. and um not in one million years would fucking pitchfork ever touch any of our our shit even if it was album of the year you know right just because again music music industry is generally like organized crime and I've been around it long enough to be to be fine with that. But, you know, I remember when fucking Pitchfork was like, oh, well, let's get R. Kelly to headline, you know? And uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, in this day and age where, I mean, you can tr- your career can end by, you know, for using the wrong pronouns or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it takes, uh, you've got the fucking, uh, you know, this monolithic gatekeepers um, giving R. Kelly ungodly amounts of money to fucking headline their festival. So it just goes to show you uh, the the fucking sad state of affairs over here. The R. Kelly headlining pitchfork, you know, as like an ironic thing. I'm sure, I'm sure they have Taylor Swift next year, and I think they're very clever for that too. You know. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, have have you had trouble with uh, pressing records lately? Like time timelines? Yes. Damn. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, vinyl is... Vinyl's gotten to the point where it's um, so impractical. I just put in order for more LPs and shit. And, um, I mean, we lose money on vinyl. Uh, it, yeah, I mean... Right now, if you if you record, if you're finishing up a record, it's not coming out till the year after next. Yeah. Um, I I try I use some I use plants all over the world, you know, in an attempt to kind of like uh, get shit out on time, but it's just impossible. It's just so saturated, and you know, it's because of Amazon started doing you know uh, vinyl listeners club and all this kind of shit, and. Uh, it's weird. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm getting pretty sick of it. Fucking, you know, we, we just, you, the prices keep going up and up and up for shipping. Uh, the postal service has become less of a service and just more of a defunct business under the, the last administration. You know, the, the postmaster general was basically uh, a big shareholder in the, in the competitors of, of the post office. I think he's a, uh, he holds shares in UPS so it should come as no surprise that he was kind of trying to sabotage uh, the Postal Service. Um, and he's doing a really good job. DeJoy is still the postmaster. Um, it, it's weird because the president doesn't, doesn't appoint the postmaster. It's sort of done by like a cabal of governors and he's been la- allowed to last. Um, so yeah, we, there's a million reasons why vinyl is tough. Um, and uh 
you know, people are now the, the vinyl secondary market is, is a big thing where, and everyone's just flipping records. And that's not why I'm here making records to help people like turn a profit on it. I mean, I understand that like that exists in the world, but, um, as, as fucking naive as it sounds, I'm here to help my friends and I'm here for the, for to help create art and, and lift people up and for the punk community, you know, not for, you know, and I've been, there's this fucking dumb Facebook group that somebody had me to this week because I was put on blast for, for, um, I caught a flipper, right? And I wouldn't send him the record. And everyone's, oh, this motherfucker, you know, why does he care if we're, if we're flipping it? You shouldn't. And it's like, it, it was a rare record that we we had leftovers from record store day. And we said one per customer, you know, it says right in the description. And, um, and if, you know, they're just like, what does he care? We should be able to do what we want. What, why? And it's like, that's, I, I mean, I don't really care what you do with it, but at the same time, you're just taking from somebody else that wants it. You know, right. if you want to flip your one copy, do it. You don't get to flip a bunch of copies, you know? Yeah. So that kind of shit. And it's like, they're getting more and more Karens out there who expect us to operate like amazon.com. And we do not have our own like fleet of delivery and driver people who could do this shit. We don't have the leverage to just go in and be like, yo, we need 500,000 copies of Adele. That, that's the other big news in the vinyl world. Adele is pressing 500,000 copies of her new record. Um, you know, it, it, the last time somebody sold 500,000 copies was probably fucking Kiss before people had cassette decks or some shit. It's an insane amount of records. And it's obviously put every, it, it's, it'll change every fucking it'll affect everybody. It'll affect the dumbest bands, you know, Elway, Menzingers, fucking underground hip hop. It'll, it'll, it'll fucking hurt everybody. So, you know, violence is frustrating. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm not like advocating for Spotify, but you know, it's, uh, it's what 90% of our band royalties kind of come from. Mm. So if you're out there, and I know you are because we're getting more listeners than Mikey Erg. If you're out there, people, before you go to bed, put on Red Scare releases and maybe a Mikey Erg release too, and put it on repeat. Go to bed and just know that you have maybe made us like 1.5 cents that night. So, that's up. If you do that, if if enough of you do that, um, we. Uh, I don't know. We we'll we'll take this to the next level. Mm. You and me. That's right. Straight to the top. To the top. Yeah. Mm. What do you think? We're probably boring people right now. This has no. been. We're coming up on on some time here. You know. I uh, I have some lightning round questions to to kind of just. Yeah. And and lightning, you know, is a. Uh, it's subjective. You know, lightning okay. is. What are actually long in-depth questions <laughs> uh, to go to circle back around you mentioned Gilgamesh earlier no uh sure yeah <laughs> uh, what's yeah what's your favorite epic poem no uh my favorite epic epic poem well I mean I think Gilgamesh is cool yeah, Beowulf guy it uh is uh St. Augustine's Confessions, like, what do we call that? 
Journaling? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know the fucking Iliad. I mean, my favorite epic poem. Um, I guess I'm going to have to go with uh, the aforementioned Gilgamesh because that's all I got. You know what? Uh, let me get back to you. Yeah. We'll put this in the notes in the um, – in uh, you, I got to know what qualifies. Cause I just made a list of movies. Uh, I write movie reviews for uh, uh, Entertainment Weekly. Really? Out of a, not in America. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, and we just came with like, what? What is Bo Burnham? You know, it was it. It was it a TV show or was it a movie? And we're calling it a movie. Really? My point is, uh, I need to go. I should. I don't know. I, before I bring up uh, invoke fucking Gilgamesh, I should know what I'm talking about. But um, I'll have to go through and get back to you. It might be something super dope. But as of now, I like. You know. I like some of that old shit because it's great context for um, Old Testament uh, texts that we still strangely abide by. You know, when when you read when you read Gilgamesh, and this stuff was taken at face value, it's a pretty fantastic tale. Mm-hmm. It might set off your bullshit detector. Uh, you know, it's about the closest we have in Western you know sieve to. Um, old biblical texts, and uh, it's a lot of Dungeons and Dragons shit in there. Um, so, and, and and the same thing with with uh, with Augustine's Confessions. It depends if you're Catholic. I don't want to. I don't want to hang that saint on you if uh, you're not. I was. I was. I was born and raised in the church. Uh, I'm not practicing. Yeah. Um, baptized. Baptized. Well. Yeah, uh, and then my mom died when I was like a ch- uh, like an infant, and oh, so she, she was a Catholic in the family. So uh, I mean, I guess that was her like parting gift for me that I didn't have to. That I, you know, I actually don't have beef with these Catholics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, if I had to pick, I'd take the Jesuits over the Evangelicals. But uh, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather have none. Anyhow, next question on the lightning round. <laughs> Let's hear it. What's uh what's your favorite truck stop uh, slash gas station when you're on the road? That's a great question. Um, you know there was one out the crossroads. Uh, it's called I eighty. It's the biggest gas station in the world. They say. Um, there's also a huge uh, big the biggest gas station maybe in the world might also be uh, the truck stop. It's, there's also one in Germany. It's like these crossroads of Europe. My favorite gas station on the whole road i'll tell you what um i i don't know but the i-80 is cool uh there's a gas station on the way from phoenix to uh san diego mm-hmm. we were traveling i was with the lawrence arms and the last tour we did on the west coast and Neil, the drummer, was looking up. And he's like, yo, this burrito place has got the reviews are fucking like off the chart. And it's like all five stars. And we're like, mm, OK, I don't love non-mission style burritos. I, uh, I lived in San Francisco for 10 years. And I'm like, I'm dick about it, whatever. <laughs> I pretty much am certain that only the best burritos are in San Francisco. But Neil had this gas station burrito stop. And if if you're out there and I know you are people listening if there's a gas station somewhere between phoenix and san diego whatever that interstate is and it fucking delivered the burritos were dope 10 out of 10 that's the gas station if i could go to one right now 
give me that one. I can maybe find out. I can maybe track it down. Okay. And let you know what that gas station was. Uh, same thing with the Epic Mall. Epic, but yeah. uh, next, next question. <laughs> What's the worst punk rock bathroom you've had to use? I've had to use? Or just seen. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, oh, the, what's that place in Oklahoma City? It used to be called like the Library or whatever, or it's called. I think it, I think it goes by 89th Street now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a real bad one in Oklahoma City. I think generally everybody's go-to question on this is uh, Gilman Street, just because if I had to, if I had to, like, you know, if I had to use the bathroom, it'd be a tough hang. Um, and I think of that only because I remember way back in the 1900s seeing an interview of the Descendants. Yeah. And they were at Gilman Street. It was on the Everything Sucks tour. So keeping it pretty punk still, the Descendants. And um, Milo was like, yeah, the, uh, the uh, toilet here looks like a glazed donut. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it's. Uh, a very vivid image he created with that. So uh, I got I to go with Gilman. I I got to go with Gilman because um, you know I went to school at Berkeley. I lived in Berkeley and fucking got got a rep nine two four. You know. Next question. <laughs> What's uh, your worst borders uh, border slash customs experience? I uh, got two really good ones. Um, one was there, there. There wasn't. They both ended happily. Uh, the Canadians are tough. The Canadians are tough, and they're not afraid of um, humiliating you. And they and they should. This is their this is their big shot, right? This right. is their time time to shine. Um, but I snuck into New Zealand with the Lawrence Arms, and I had planned this whole thing where I brought some Australian friends, not just to sneak in, but they were friends of ours, and they were going with us anyhow. But I'm like, we're gonna I'm gonna pepper in some Australians in our traveling group, and um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be totally cool. Right. And so Rachel Gray and Justin George were there with us and they're, they're good friends of ours from Australia. They've been to Chicago. They hang out with us. And I figured this is right. Like, Oh, you, because cause they knew we had like our passports were stamped like with work permits for Australia. And normally they can be like, what are you guys doing here? You're not supposed to be playing music. And the Lawrence arms were literally sneaking into New Zealand to, uh, and we couldn't have it, it couldn't have the show listed anywhere. As soon as we got in, well, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, we, we could announce it, but so we go through the, um, the customs and I am just like, I've got my whole story dialed. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and they're like, Oh, you're visiting from America. Like, yep, yeah, sure. am. you know, I hear there's a pot of orcas in the Bay right now. And I can't wait to see Hobbiton. And, uh, I'm told there's, uh, under the big tower, there's a great burrito here in Auckland. And they're just like, well, golly, look at you. You are excited to be here. Come on in. I'm like, yeah, right. And then I look over and Brendan, bless his heart. I don't want to name names, but the one of the members of the Lawrence Arms was sweating buckets. And he's just, they ask, and he's like, yep, I'm in a band. I'm in a band. And, and cause you're not supposed to sneak in if you're in a band. Yeah. And as I'm like walking through, like whistling, they're like, well, are you with this guy over here? I'm like, yes, I am. And so they sequestered us. They're like, all right, you Americans, I don't know what you're, you guys are with a band. The Australians, you guys can go through. We're going to keep you guys. And they put us in, a, in our own room. Obviously they're like, they're, they're, 
mic to us. They can listen to it. They can watch us and listen to us. So we're sitting in there and they're like spying on us and we're just like, fuck. I, so, um, Brent is one of my dearest friends. I love traveling with him, but, um, he fucking, he, he squealed as soon as he sang like a fucking jailbird. As soon as the first question, as soon as the going got tough, me, I was like weaseling my way right into fucking Mordor and yeah. Hobbiton and all that shit. But he got caught and he fucking gave up right away. That was um, a troubling border crossing, but it ended well because that, you know, that was the coolest fucking place. I want to go back to New Zealand tomorrow and um, hopefully it'll, I'll get in legally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are, are there punk bands in New Zealand? Yeah, there's punk bands in New Zealand. Um, we toured with the Kiwi punk band. Um, God, what's that band? The, uh, the band was called The D4. Um, Radio Birdman is from New Zealand. Uh, there, there's a there's a popular are the it's the chats that are from New Zealand. Are they from Australia? I think they're Australian. Yeah. There's another like pretty cool like garagey sound. I mean, New Zealand has a awesome music culture. <laughs> uh, and when you go there, you know, they'll like you know, no effects would tell me like, yeah, we'd come out and there'd be like thirty thousand people come to the show because it's like the one show that month sort of thing. Um, That's awesome. It was strange. Uh, when Lawrence Arms were there, we saw posters for Tragedy all over, the band Tragedy, mm-hmm. like a, a crusty punk band. And uh, that was weird because they were like a day or two ahead of us. So uh, it was fun as shit, though. Uh, Wellington, my second favorite city in the world, like cool as shit. Um, go to New Zealand if you can. Next question. What's your uh, favorite regional beer? Do you have one? I guess. Um, first of all, you don't have to make up questions. If you're done with me, you're done with me. Dope. No, I've, I'm not making up questions. Okay. Uh, favorite regional beer. I'm going to pick a German beer. Mm. Um, I like Karlsruhe's Hepfner Pilsner. Um, God, what's there's a really awesome beer from Bremen. I'm totally blanking on. That's like beer for the punks. Mm. Uh, I don't actually drink beers. I drink cocktails like this. Um, I don't like beer. Uh, if I was drinking a beer, is that fucking uh, milk stout? Is that left hand? Uh, it's a left hand milk stout. Is is pretty good. Uh, is there a Chicago brewery that's worth a shit? Woo. No, I don't know. Um, uh. Uh, I like I like Natty Bo in Baltimore. Yeah. I think that's the best shitty. I think that's the best shitty beer. Yeah. It is a shitty beer. Um, and I'm gonna go with regional beer, Natty Bo. Natty Bo. Yeah, love it. What's a what's your perfect pizza? Perfect pizza. Uh, I'm a, I'm from the West Coast, and we have all our lives we hear about New York pizza, this and New York pizza that. And it's like, man, fuck New York pizza. And then you go to New York and it's like, oh, actually, it's better. It is. It's the best pizza in the world. Ah, God damn it. It sucks. Sometimes you got you to gotta admit, you got you to gotta take the L, you right. know? Um, if I had to pick, like, some of my favorite pizzas, you know, on a sentimental tip. Yeah. Um, back in Berkeley, there was Blondie's Pizza and Fat Slice. I don't – I think both of them might be gone now. Mm. They were, like, thick – crusted like doughy garlicky um pizza california style pizza and i think that shit is dope yeah. um out here in chicago people talk about deep dish 
Um, and uh, people really don't eat deep dish. We they eat tavern style pizza. That's square cut, you know, pan pizza. Mm. Uh, I think the best pizza actually that you can order is a uh, is Jets pizza. It's a Detroit style pizza. So it's like pan. It's like kind of kind of thick. Uh, it comes in squares. Um, if you you can order it in some places in the Midwest, but Jets is Probably my favorite shit to order. I love it. Um, in Chicago, we have Pequod's Pizza. If you need to eat deep dish in Chicago, you should go to Pequod's because it's the fucking best. It's not a chain. Mm-hmm. It's legit. And, uh, you know, it's obviously a reference. It's a literary reference. Um, if you want my opinion on the best slice of Chicago pizza, it's not actually a pizza at all. It's a thing called a pizza puff, which is like a deep fried, like kind of rolled giant pizza roll thing mm-hmm. um you can get a, a spinach puff too if you, if you if you're a vegetarian um it is the best and you can only get it at the weird you can't get it in milwaukee you can't get it in in bloomington illinois you can kind of only get it in chicago yeah. and um my only advice is let it sit for 10 minutes because it's molten hot lava inside <laughs> get that pizza puff. that's that's the best slice in town mm. Interesting. Uh, and to follow up the the pizza question, um, what do you want on your tombstone? On my tombstone, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think my name, um, perhaps the year I was born and I died. Um, it's weird. I've been looking at tombstones all my life. Uh, some, my, my parents passed away when I was young. And I, I, I know tombstones are like such a part of like the edgy alternative zeitgeist you know i mean brendan's last record is a reference to what he wants put on his grave you know i personally never thought about it i i um yeah i, I don't i don't fucking know uh i don't think you get to just you don't get to decide what people put on your tombstone you can add, you can make requests all you want you know but uh you, you don't have to i guess as I understand it, Brendan has an actual thing written contract with his wife that says she has to put that keep walking pal on his headstone. <laughs> so unless you go to those great lengths, you know, yeah. um, I, I don't know, man, I, I should probably think about, it. I don't even have a fucking will yet dog. So that's the first step. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. I don't I do know. I don't want to be, I, I, I want to go, you got to go back with the worms and the bugs and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't think you, I don't think you should be um, cremated because then you, you kind of just burn that. You need nutrients, feed the worms. Mm, it's yeah. true. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, you don't have a will yet. Cause uh, you know, I, th- I feel like I'm getting in to this friendship at the right moment before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put you in there. What you, you let me know what you want. I'll give you all the debt of Red Scare. That could be yours. <laughs> okay. It's yours for the taking. Oh shit. Love it. Uh do you have any uh we've we've done an hour here. Do you have any uh closing thoughts or uh no, it's cool. Uh I like Alabama just fine. Um roll tide. Uh I appreciate you being um patient with me. Oh. Um get back to you on this QA. I think it's been a real hoot. I feel like Mikey Erg, his play count is in trouble. <laughs> I think so. I think so too. Oh shit. 
All right, Toby. Well, uh, you can stay on for a second, but uh, you had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I appreciate it. Cheers, man. It's been fun. It's cool. Yeah. I like talking about music, and I, um, as much of a smug, like, flip dick as I have been throughout this last hour, I do appreciate anybody that gives a shit about music and the art my friends create and taking the time to listen to this kind of shit because um, it's obviously important to me, and if anybody, if anybody else gives a shit, that's cool, too, because... Um, other people care about weird shit like guns and money and care about music is, in my opinion, way cooler. So thank you. Thank you.